everyone, welcome to episode 14 of Local Motive. Bonus episode. Bonus episode for season, season one. one. Season one bonus episode. Season one bony epi. <laughs> um, yeah, we weren't necessarily originally planning to extend this, but um, we got the opportunity to interview Jorge Rojas and Maruch Santis Gomez. And Fanny Guadalupe Blauer. And we couldn't pass that up. No, we could not. And this is such a special episode. Not only because we talk about this very important exhibit at the UVU Museum of Art called The Art of Belonging, but we had the chance to interview Mauch Santis Gomez about her work in The Art of Belonging, and it's called Belief of Our Forebears, and it's also a bilingual episode. So it is going to be a lot different. <laughs> we transition from, you know, question, then Fanny translates the question for Maruch in Spanish, Maruch answers, and then Fanny translates back into English. We we decided to specifically keep it this way so that it could be a bilingual episode where both languages can listen to it as opposed to prioritizing, prioritizing English. English, exactly. So that Maruch can listen to it, so that we can listen to it, everybody can listen to it. And it's kind of a fun little Spanish lesson too, you know. Hearing those back and forth. And actually, what, as I was re-listening to it, I was uh, thinking about it that way. Like, what can I piece together from what I know is being said? So before we jump into the interview, we want to just talk about a little bit of what the Art of Belonging is. It's a collaboration between the Museum of Art and artist, curator, and art educator Jorge Rojas and artist de Mexico and Utah led by cultural advocate Fanny Guadalupe Blauer. The Art of Belonging opened... On May 13th of this year, the celebration of BIPOC culture, and will continue on through September 16th of this year. Been quite an exhibit. We went back and we saw it two months ago or something. It feels like so long ago. Can't have been that long ago. No, just like a month and a half, probably. Yeah, beginning of July or something. But they've um, been doing a lot and are going to do a lot still. There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. Let's uh, focus a little bit on who Maruch is. So I'm taking this from the Art of Belonging website. Maruch Santis Gomez was born in the village of Cruston, San Juan, Chamula, Chiapas, Mexico in 1975. She is a photographer, writer, weaver, textile designer, actress, and farmer and identifies as part of the ethnic group, the Satsil Maya. Through her photography, Maruch strives to preserve and acknowledge the Satsil cosmology and symbology learned by her ancestors. Her minimalist aesthetic explores and depicts multiple aspects of the Satsil culture, capturing myths and beliefs that explain her community's natural and social behaviors. Her artistic style is evident with the composition of and frame and lighting of her photographs. Her work showing practical objects related to everyday life mirrors the traditions of understanding the environment, landscapes, and surroundings of her culture. So with this exhibit specifically, it is her photography and it's specifically highlighting the beliefs of her forebears and essentially kind of like myths and legends and specifically as they relate to like uh, like certain particular objects that she's photographing mm-hmm. and one that we talk about in the episode is dropping a seed and no dre- seed can be dropped unless it's ready to be planted otherwise that's like you're wasting nutrients you're wasting a harvest um so it, they kind of all fall into that vein where it's like a broken needle is a symbol of this or you know it kind of you can qualify them as Superstition. Superstitions. 
But that's not how they perceive them, and that's not how her community, per- her community perceives them. They are beliefs. So it's uh, we get to talk to her about that and her work, and it's really interesting because you get to hear her. She we we did a Zoom video interview with her, and you get to hear like the roosters in the background. Uh, she's like, I don't know how she has internet up there, but she's like in the mountains <laughs> of. Chiapas. It was such a magical interview because just seeing her there in her element. I suppose, but it's pretty cool that we're able to do it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So um really grateful for Fanny for translating the whole time yeah. and for Jorge Superstar. for coordinating this. And there's this little piece of audio that was part of the interview that I, I wanted to keep because it kind of really transports you into the place and moment and her surroundings it really sets the scene so we're gonna play it right here for you to listen hola hola como estas hola maruch hola fanny hola como estas acuerdas de jorge también hola maruch hola jorge buenas días Buenos, sí, buenos, buenos días. días. Qué gusto ah, verte. Hola. Igual, muchas gracias. Hola. Son tus nietos, ¿verdad? Ya son mis nietos y es que están aquí para trabajar hola, en la hola. limpia con mi hija. Oh, okay. Those sí. are her grandchildren and they are going to be working cleaning the uh, milpa, the the, oh. the planting. Yeah, <laughs> now we're back. <laughs> So that was just the first part of our interview with Maruch. Yeah, what a scene. It was really cute. So <clears throat> also to set the scene, um, I want to give listeners an idea of what the Museum of Art, um, what the exhibit is like. So you, you go in and it's this big mansion um, that was donated to the UVU. Um, and as you go in on the left, um, there's some pieces from uh, Jorge Rojas's um, exhibit, which is uh, Material Meditations. Um, and so you've got that on the left, and then if you go uh, forward into the left, you can also see his um, corn mandala. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the seventh one he's done, entitled Belonging, I believe. And um, then to the right of that is Marucha's exhibit. And then above that is the juried exhibition um, that Jorge curated. Um, and of which Bianca is a part. So there's kind of, and it's this very large environment. It's so stately. It's kind of um, interesting to see these particular pieces be in this environment. Um, and then we kind of talk about this in the interview, uh, ways of energizing the environment um, to like feel appropriate for all of these things. Not that they would be inappropriate, but it just sort of like helps them. There's like a sense of conviviality, I feel, that um, is maybe unexpected. So yeah, those are how they all relate to each other physically. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll get into Jorge. Fanny and, and Maruch will get into how they sort of relate conceptually and just personally. Yeah, so this exhibit hasn't been just like an exhibit to visit. There's so much programming attached to it. First, this most recent one is going to be on Tuesday, August 1st. Jorge is actually going to perform Circle Piece, and it's designed for audience participation. Circle Piece involves meditation, dialogue, music, and response to Jorge's site-specific installation of the corn mandala. Longing, which is what the artist will utilize as a point of focus and departure. 
This performance is the fourth and last in the Art of Belonging series, so this is the last performance that they're having, so if you haven't seen one, this is the one to check out. Well, they're all important, but this is the last one. <laughs> this is the only one you can see. Jorge has like a, a long history of performance art, so I think that would be cool to if you haven't... Um to experience that. Mm -hmm. The seating is limited, but it is going to be a first-come, first-served basis, and the performance will start at 6 p.m. They're encouraging attendees to arrive at 545. So this is going to be at the UVU Museum of Arts. Check it out. In Orem. Yeah. We we hope to see you there. We're going to try to be there as well. What other events do you think people should know about? The next one will be on the 5th, Saturday, August 5th. And this is part of their little workshops that they're doing. It's called Art for All, Gente de Maíz. And it's from 11 to 4, and it's free. During this free Art for All program, we will they will be creating figures called People of Corn by exhibition artist Jorge Rojas. And then for more than 12 years, much of Rojas' sculpture and performance art has celebrated the spiritual significance of corn and cultures throughout the Americas. Rojas hopes that this project will not only encourage people to think about the relationship to the food we eat and establish a space for meaningful and lasting cross-cultural exchange, but also serve as an opportunity for meditation, dialogue, and connection. This activity is for ages five and up. And you can always reference all of these activities on the Art of Belonging website as well. Then, on Tuesday, August 8th, Maruch Santis Gomez is actually traveling all the way from Mexico to come and do an artist talk at the UVU museum and she is going to be talking about her photographs and textiles from beliefs of our forebears and that event is from 5 30 to 7 and we do get into that in the interview so stay tuned to learn more about that the next one is going to be the artist talk and the, the art of belonging panel that's going to be on tuesday august 15th from 6 to 7th that jorge also talks about i'm going to be part of that panel and it is going to be other artists include Fidelis Bueller, Mahinion Esther Essie Abuso, Russell Daniels, and then, yeah, and then me at the end. <laughs> so, so I will be there, and I'm really excited to talk to you all about my piece that's part of the show, and I'm so excited to be amongst these other artists, too. And then Jorge is going to do an artist talk on Saturday, August 26th. For 1 to 2.30, all of these things are free. So he's going to be talking about the process and inspiration behind the exhibit, Material Meditations, which I really loved. I have seen a range of Jorge's work, and this one I feel like I connected with the most. It was really nice to talk to him. He talked about how all the ti- they're all titled after, like, Prince songs, oh, I think. Yeah. So it, it'll be cool to hear him talk more about it and, like, the process there, because it's a really interesting process. And they also have an open studio on September 13th. That's my birthday. Um, it's a Wednesday. It's from 11 to 2. That's it's happening free. every Wednesday. It's happening every Wednesday, yes. So from now until September 13th, and they started on May 24th, you get to use the available drawing materials to make your own creations inspired by the exhibit itself. It's not instructor taught, but there will be supplies, so... And they're messy, so wear appropriate clothing if you want to go to that. And I think the last event is going to be is going to be the closing show, and I think that's on September sixteenth. So I will update y'all more about that once I have more information. But that, yeah, there's a lot to do to still participate while this has been going on since May. And if you feel like you've missed out on a lot, there's still a lot to participate in and and witness and see. So yeah. 
Well, why don't we let the interview go? Yes. Enjoy the interview, our first bilingual interview, and we'll talk to you next time for the first episode of season two. Uh, my name is Jorge Rojas. Um, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm an artist, curator, and educator. Hello, my name is Fanny Guadalupe Blauer. I am from Mexico, an immigrant to this country from 27 years ago. I am the director of uh, an organization called Artes de México in Utah, and happy to be here with you. Me llamo Marit Santis, de San Juan Chamula, Chiapas, México. Eh, soy este fotógrafa y artesana textil. Hablo y escribo idioma tzotzil. Maruch Santis is from San Juan Chamula, Chiapas, Mexico. She's a photographer, a textile designer, a weaver, and she identifies under the etnia of the Tzotzil Maya. Gracias por estar con nosotros hoy, uh, Maruch. Mucho gusto. Okay, so today we are with Jorge Rojas and Fanny Guadalupe Blauer, artists and curators of the UVU Museum of Arts opening exhibit the Art of Belonging, as well as special guest, one of the featured artists from the exhibit, Maruch Santis Gomez, who just, we all just introduced ourselves. And we're here to talk about both the Art of Belonging exhibit, but also Maruch's collection, Beliefs of Our Forebears. For our listeners who aren't familiar with the Art of Belonging, can you describe the exhibit with your and your intentions while curating the show. Yeah, um, I'll go first. So the Art of Belonging uh, is an, actually a new initiative at the UVU Museum of Art. It explores themes of belonging and disbelonging um, in community and culture. Uh, it's a collaboration between the museum, uh, Fanny and Artes de Mexico and myself. Uh, it opened on May 13th and it will be run through September 16th. Uh, it's got a huge, it's a whole initiative, so it includes public programs, artist lectures, educator workshops, uh, collaborations, and all kinds of all, all kinds of things. But there's three main exhibitions. The first one is Maruk Santis' amazing photography exhibition that we'll be talking about. I'm also exhibiting my work. I was invited uh, early on in working with the museum to show my work. And uh, my exhibition is called Material Meditations. And then there's a wonderful uh, juried art show with over 40 artists and over 50 artworks called The Art of Belonging. And Fanny, with, with Jorge, as you collaborated on this, what were kind of the things that you two talked about when you were envisioning the show? Thank you. Yes. Well, first, I was very uh, thankful. I have been very thankful to Jorge because he's a, a great figure that represents the art, the local art, but also the, the international art uh, representing Utah as Mexican. The first thing that brought my attention to this project, it's an initiative that invites institutions and museums to shift uh, programs that belong to the community and that are created uh, by the community for the community. And for me, that is the, my mission uh, as the leader of this organization, where we provide opportunities to visualize the, the talent and the voices of our community. Um, I'll add to that, uh, Fanny and I worked on, uh, I've worked on that initiative for close to two years. Um, this is before the, the staff actually moved in into the, the Bastion Mansion. Um, that was uh, gener generously donated by the Bastion Estate to UVU. So we worked very closely with Lisa Anderson, who was the director at the time, and her staff on really thinking about how do you how do you make a mansion, understanding that museums are already challenging places to make 
you know, to be accessible and uh, inclusive and, uh, and that represent all the different communities it serves. How do you create, how do you do that for the mansion? You know, and so uh, that was the work that, uh, that Fanny and I did with in collaboration and really coming up with the Art of Belonging initiative. What is the significance of this exhibit that's talking about belonging and disbelonging being this first exhibit at this mansion and also in in the space that it is, which is in Orem, Provo area? If I understood the question correctly, I think the significance of it is it shows a commitment on the museum and the university's part to embrace a model that hopefully will continue to be replicated um, after this exhibition in ways that brings art that represents the community. And when I, when we say about community, we're talking about statewide and also all the different diverse cultures that are represented. So I think it's a, it was a bold move on their part, especially down in, 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 in that area of, of Utah to really say, we want people to feel welcome here. We want people to feel represented here. And we're going to come out and do what a lot of museums around the country and around the world are trying to do, which is to include more Black, Indigenous, people of color, LGBTQ artists, you know, Indigenous artists like like Maruch on, in the walls. So yeah, it's it's there's an interesting contrast there between the work and the actual structure it's in. So far, I think it's been really well received. Maruch, solamente voy a dar un breve resumen de lo que hemos estado hablando. Hablamos de la introducción de la razón de, por la que se está haciendo esta iniciativa del arte de pertenecer en la que tu exposición es parte de este proyecto. En este, el objetivo principal de la exposición, donde el tema general de la, del museo eh, y del curador es Jorge Rojas y yo, como representante de Artes de México en Utah, es precisamente abrir espacios que muestren el sentido colectivo de la interpretación del arte desde el punto de vista de la comunidad. Sí, generalmente uh -huh. los espacios como museos o, u otras instituciones se abren para dar una narrativa mucho más cerrada de lo que es la comunidad. Este espacio se abre para darle voz y voto y para darle el espacio a los artistas locales que representan la comunidad diversa del estado de Utah. Y por supuesto integramos también tu obra como una obra representativa del de indigenismo que representa también y que habita aquí en el estado de Utah. Entonces, eh, con, a través de esta, de esta iniciativa se rompen fronteras para invitar a otros espacios de museos precisamente en seguir el modelo de, de colectivo de proveer la voz a la comunidad. Claro, claro, sí. Okay, so since the exhibit's opening in May, you've also created programming at UVU Museum of Art, for example, having Punto de Inflexión, um, performing Vanished Vibrations just this week. So can you walk us through why it was important to have that programming in addition to the exhibit and how does it speak to the overall mission of the art of belonging? Yeah, the programming, you know, like I mentioned before, there's there's artist talks, lectures, and um, this performance series that we just decided to call the Art of Belonging performance series, which I curated and I'm also participating in, was really, I felt we had an opportunity to activate the museum in a way that would bring in different bodies and in a way sort of, how do you say, I, I would say that, that would energize the space. You know, I think 
part of the part of belonging is 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 feeling like comfortable in a space and museums aren't always the most comfortable spaces and so and and certainly with the luxury of this incredible beautifully beautiful mansion um we i felt in, in creating this series that by having dancers and performers moving through the museum through the galleries through the the yard the lawns and everything that it would in a way sort of like dispel this sort of like you know exclusive kind of feeling uh, of a mansion and get people to feel uh, warmer. So uh, we started the series with uh, Heartland Collective. If you know Heartland Collective, you know that they are like a very joyful, participatory dance group. Um, they actually collaborated with the School of Dance at UVU on, to, to create the performance. And so they brought in, I don't know, something like 20 dancers they were all dancing throughout the entire museum. It was wonderful. Um, Mitsu Salmon also uh, did a performance that was fantastic. Mitsu did a piece called Somatic Tracing that explores the largely hidden history of Asian labor in the United States, again, activating the different parts of the museum. And then Stephanie Garcia and Peter Hay as, as Punto de Inflexión, they performed, as you mentioned, Vanished Vibrations which is actually a heavier themed piece that was inspired by Stephanie's research on the embodied memory of female gender violence victims in the Mexican context. So that performance was yesterday. I was there to witness it and it was amazing. It was really, really powerful. Um, they created a lot of installation elements and again, they activating the different different parts of the museum. It was really powerful. Baruch, uh, Jorge acaba de hablar, uh, la pregunta fue Además de las exposiciones que están en, la, en el museo, ¿qué otras iniciativas se han ofrecido como parte integral de este proyecto? Entonces, Jorge Rojas ha desarrollado todo un, uh, un calendario de eventos, de programas que incluyen actividades, performances, eh, conversatorios a través del arte, en los que se explora, se revitalizan los espacios de este museo. Sí, los, los, los museos necesariamente, en algunas, la mayoría de las veces diríamos, son considerados espacios exclusivos, ¿sí? Y la idea de Jorge Rojas al crear estos programas como forma colectiva y comunitarios es que se dan los espacios a la comunidad para que ellos demuestren sus iniciativas de cómo perciben el arte, desde performance, justamente se acaba de dar un performance, una demostración artística en la que un la artista Mitsumon uh, explora la historia escondida de los asiáticos en los Estados Unidos, y el día de ayer la artista Stephanie García con ProArtes México dio también un performance en donde se habla de la violencia doméstica al género femenino. Entonces, este es el tipo de espacios que se abren en el museo, que además de la obra expuesta, se realizan estas demostraciones o performances para implicar un poco más el significado del arte que está expuesto. Muchas gracias. And this isn't the end of the programming, right? So we have a few things coming up. Yes, super excited for, we're going to have, well, we'll be talking about Marucha's uh, artist talk and visit. Um, but uh, coming up on uh, on August 15th, Tuesday, August 15th, from 6 to 7.30, uh, we're having an artist talk around the theme of the Art of Belonging panel from artists from the Juried Show, what we're super excited about. Um, we're in, um, Fanny and I put a lot of thought into putting in uh, a group of artists that bring in different perspectives. 
and within through both through their work and also with thinking about the theme of belonging. Essie Abusu, who's an artist, photographer, and curator from the East Coast and is now based in Utah, uh, will be there. Um, her work communicates kind of like her unique perspectives and um, as a as a black woman through her paintings, which utilize a lot of like the different textures and uh, objects and elements from nature. Uh, Fidelis Bueller is um, an artist um, whose work is influenced by his Euro-American Pacific Island history. Um, his work deals with the impact of his biracial upbringing. Vidalis is one of my favorite painters and, and also uh, an associate professor at BYU. Russell Daniels, he is Dene and Ho-Chunk, is a documentary photographer and photojournalist. His work stands in the currents of art, reportage, and decolonization. He's amazing. Like, we were super honored to have him, to have everybody in this group. But So his projects explore, like, identity, sense of place, and history, his photos have appeared in National Geographic, the New York Times. He recently had an exhibition in the Smithsonian National Museum of American Art. Just amazing. And last but not least, our wonderful artist, Bianca Velasquez, <laughs> uh, which we're super excited to have on the panel. And, you know, Bianca, obviously, you know about your work, but for those listening, Bianca makes, and that don't know your work, Bianca makes gorgeous multidisciplinary work, working with acrylics, digital art, and I'm super excited about the new beadwork that you're doing, and, and one of your pieces is included in the exhibition. Yeah, we're excited to have you be part of the panel. I feel so intimidated thinking about being next to Fidelis Bueller, <laughs> who I'm a huge fan of. I'm Yeah, I'm very excited to take part in that conversation. I, I mostly kind of just want to sit and be quiet and listen to everybody talk, which I know this is not what it's about. So uh so I'm very, yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I'm very grateful. I'm very excited. Yeah. I just, I wanted to add one more and sorry, this is a shameless plug, but, and I don't know if this will air by then, but on, on Tuesday, August 1st, I'll be doing a performance. Uh, I was asked by the museum if I would also perform, which I don't normally curate myself into the things I do, but uh, they asked me to. So I'm, I'm performing a new piece called Circle Piece which is, uh, it's designed for audience participation. It'll involve like meditation, dialogue, drumming, uh, and it responds to the corn mandala, uh, which I've installed uh, in the museum. I'd like to add just the detail of some of the workshops that we also have created around the artworks of Maruch Santis. Those are more educational workshops that are being offered to students, a first-generation college students. We had our first workshop on July 7th, we are offering the second one in July 27. And the last one will be on the day of the lecture in the morning of the lecture on August 8th. And Maruch will be actually be presenting this workshop to students where she's going to talk about, uh, we're going to be offering a, a workshop about photography from the lens of, from her own lens and how she will be teaching students to do that. Entonces, Maruch, estamos hablando de en resumen de lo que vienen los, los, los otros programas que se están ofreciendo en el museo. El 8 de agosto, obviamente, es tu, es tu ponencia eh, por la tarde y también en la mañana se va a dar un taller y conversatorio con estudiantes y público de la comunidad identificada como indígena en la que tú nos vas a hablar sobre el uso de la fotografía y cómo percibes tu medio ambiente. El 15 de agosto va a haber un conversatorio, un panel de discusión sobre el arte de pertenecer, en donde se invitan a artistas locales, pero también conocidos nacional e internacionalmente, como el artista este, Esie Buso, es una artista 
este, se identifica como afroamericano. Después viene Fidelis, es un artista que se identifica como proveniente de las Islas del Pacífico, y Daniel Russell, que es un artista nativo americano que habla mucho a través de su arte sobre los temas de decoloneidad, identidad, historia. Eh, y la persona que está conectada con nosotros el día de hoy, Bianca Velázquez, también artista, quien tiene una, una obra de arte montada en esta exposición, vas a tener la oportunidad de conocerla, eh, okay. y ella es una artista multidisciplinaria, y, es, y bueno, eso es todo. Qué importancia, qué bonito. <risa> <laughs> I'd like to use the rest of the time to talk about Maruch and her work in the exhibit and her collection there, which we both got to see. And I think it was so fun. There's this, there's a tinge of like humor to the way that she talks about those myths and beliefs from her community and from the Tzatzio Mayan culture. And so I'd like to just give her some room to talk about what it was like capturing that, what it meant for her and for her community to be sharing these myths and, and uh, also beliefs that are capturing her community's like natural and social behaviors. What, what did it mean for her to to share that in a place like Utah. Uh, Maruch, la primera pregunta que tienen, bueno, primero este Parker y Bianca tuvieron la oportunidad de visitar ya la exposición que ha estado montada desde el 13 de mayo y ella la oh. ella la describe tu exposición como una colección perfecta de creencias, mitos, pero con cierto humor. ¿no? con cierto claro. humor que tú, que tú uh, logras captar a través de la fotografía. Eh, mm -hmm. La pregunta que tiene ella para ti es, ¿qué significa para ti eh, exponer tu obra en Utah, cuya obra eh, explora o invita al público a conocer esos comportamientos y esos paisajes desde tu perspectiva social? ¿Qué, ¿Qué significa para ti tenerla aquí en Utah? Eh, bueno, este, no solamente en Utah, también en diversas este, galerías, museos que ha compartido esta exposición. Este, la razón que este, el, la foto y el texto, cuando comenzaba que la toma de foto, ese tema es que yo primero en 93, 96 era actriz en la casa del escritor en San Cristóbal, como me... Me entré en la fotografía a finales del 93, ya de ahí, eh, ahí ese lugar se tomaba el tema de que si ya está publicado o alguien ya está haciendo, por, porque eran pocos los escritores. Y entonces yo le preguntaba a los compañeros, ¿este tema ya está realizado? No, tú puedes comenzarlo eso, y, pero era nada más como los fragmentos. Pero ya cuando captando ya la fotografía, dije, mejor complemento con algo de imagen para así más este o sea que me gusta de, de una un desarrollo de tema que no está hecho que es muy este eh, muy íntima y muy este muy original más bien porque la experiencia que he tenido en los diversos estados internacionales también tenemos creencias pero no lo hemos escrito qué bonito que estás haciendo esto porque y la otra, este, yo no me había dado cuenta que mi trabajo es muy completo porque está escrito en idioma tzotzil, porque aprendí a escribir. Y la traducción en español, alguien hizo la corrección porque mi, el español es segunda lengua. Entonces siempre yo me gusta um, 
hacer la corrección porque así es mi manera de, de ir aprendiendo lo que es español. Aunque yo no tengo carrera, no tengo título, ¿no? Pero muchos de los de afuera que, este, oye, Maruch, pero has hecho un trabajo como antropólogo muy completo y todavía este, eres de la comunidad y es muy completo tu trabajo. Y me aprecio y me quiero así, ¿por qué? Porque era mi necesidad de, de recopilar información antigua, porque de alguna manera va a ir cambiando, ¿no? Y con que yo escriba, porque tuve la necesidad de importar, la importancia tanto de aprender la fotografía y a la vez como hablar en Tzotzil es muy original también porque mantener nuestra forma de hablar es mantener el este seguir con nuestro idioma natal ¿por qué? porque por ejemplo en las nuevas generaciones ya están mezclando con español y tzotzil entonces y nuestra lengua materna también es muy es muy importante que, que siga ahí viviendo no que no se pierda la forma de hablarnos pues varios comentarios que sí me gusta lo que eh, critican eh, pues has hecho un buen trabajo, eres una artista. Yo, me costó difícil aceptar ser artista porque dije, ¿por qué me llaman artista? Y pues está bien nada más que me llamen Maruch porque mi trabajo ahí habla, ¿no? Pero bueno, tienen la razón porque realmente este, académicamente quienes se profesionalizan, pre, profesionalizan pues ya tendrán el título y ya soy artista, ¿no? Pues gracias a las críticas que me ha enseñado, que me ha apreciado y eso siente el buen humor de seguir animándome y desarrollando y claro, y siempre de repente hay este, pues um, hay posibilidades y a veces me estanco por cuestiones de no tener un trabajo formal, ¿no? Pero bueno, Dios sabrá todo cómo va a funcionar aunque a veces abajo arriba, pero pero aquí la seguimos, no perdemos nuestro trabajo del campo y otras actividades, complejo también el arte textil. Maruch, eh, eh, ¿y qué tal, qué sientes de que estamos, que, que estás en Utah? Pues tengo muchas curiosidades de conocer este, Utah, agradezco muchísimo por tu gran apoyo y a Jorge Rojas y a otros de tus equipos de trabajos, en que realmente me tiene como muy este, emocionada. Porque casi a la última hora llegaron a la casa y, y si va, va, ¿qué, ¿qué le voy a dar? La gente que van a llegar y no tengo nada, voy a, todavía estoy en el campo. Y de repente sale esta oportunidad y la verdad admiro y aprecio mucho tus, sus talentos de, de haber llegado a la casa. Y la verdad emocionada de llegar a conocer ya que el arte ya lo están ahí y... Y espero que les van a gustar todo lo que se va a demostrar de un poco lo que es la experiencia. So Maruch says that for her to, to be in Utah first is a, she's full of curiosity. She's, she's very, she wants to know about the place and how it is and how and what is to work with the people that we work with. But just to give a background of herself, um, she actually started as an actress And then she realized around the, around the year of 1993, 1996, that um, she wanted to do photography. And she wanted to develop uh, stories, all stories and subjects in a way that were intimate and original. And she realizes that as much art that is captured by indigenous 
uh, perspectives, for, for indigenous perspectives, there was no story told for the belief system in a way, in the way that she has created that. She believes that her work is complete doing this series of beliefs also for because it is has been made in her own language. She's telling the story in her Sotzi language. She's not writing the story in Spanish. Spanish is her second language. The other interesting part about her artworks is that she's not, she hasn't been educated at the university. She doesn't have an academic degree. However, she has been considered a, an anthropologist for the type of work that she is doing. She uh, has created her artworks precisely because of the need to compile the knowledge of her ancestors in her own language, by her own lens. And she believes that when she tells the story through her lens and in her language, uh, she is carrying that part of her identity with her work. She also wants to help preserve the original language uh, of her community. Nowadays, the language is being mixed with the Spanish. So she's trying to help other, especially young generations, to keep the language. She also said that throughout this journey, it's been difficult to accept herself as an artist. She said that at the beginning, when people call her artist, she said, are you referring to me? I don't see it as such myself. However, she has understood that being an artist is exactly what she is doing. She is now, she considers herself an artist now because she's going through all this process of reflecting and creating different mediums. I am an artist now, she says. And what keeps me going is precisely that level of critique that invites me to be part of this artistic world. What I really loved about the work is that it reminds me a lot of beliefs that I grew up with and like almost superstitions kind of don't walk backwards during a full moon if you're pregnant or if you feel sick, rub an egg from the top of your head to your feet. All these things that, you know, as a child, I thought were magic. And now as an adult, I find interesting and like want to know the origin from. And I love that this collection specifically has Maruch preserving these beliefs and immortalizing them so that others can enjoy them in their original form. And it's not something that has been kind of diluted uh, by time and space and different cultures. Like it's completely preserved from the culture that she's from. And seeing these garments and these weavings handmade by Maruch herself and these kind of moments of time and preservations of these beliefs being displayed in somewhere that is so white, like Utah and like Provo, and these these people that are observing this more than likely have never seen anything like this before. I wanted to know what Maruch felt about being able to communicate with this audience in her talk coming up and how she feels about it and what she f is excited about making that connection. Okay. Muy bien, uh, Maruch, uh, Bianca tiene la siguiente, bueno, primero quiere comentar que le encanta la colección de fotografías, creencias de nuestros antepasados. Ella se identificó mucho con la colección precisamente porque trajo en cuenta 
su propia colección de creencias en su familia. Por ejemplo, ella habla como en nuestra cultura la, la creencia de caminar bajo la luna cuando estás embarazada, cuáles son los efectos, solamente por mencionar un ejemplo, ¿no? Eh, me gusta, le, le gusta mucho esta colección porque habla precisamente eh, en un idioma que quizás nunca se ha expuesto aquí en Utah, ¿sí? En tu idioma, Sotzil. Entonces, es la primera vez que se expone uh, una exhibición que en la primer idioma en el que se expone es en tu idioma. ¿no? Wow. Entonces, no solamente es la serie de, de fotografías que muestran un aspecto cultural enorme de identidad a través del sistema de creencias, pero también en su lenguaje. Eh, la pregunta principal que tiene Bianca para ti es, ella tiene la curiosidad, quisiera saber, ¿de qué vas a hablar en tu ponencia el 8 de agosto? Cuando te enfrentas quizás a un grupo de personas que son tan diferentes a tu contexto, ¿no? En cuestión de idioma, en cuestión de fisonomía, en cuestión de que el estado de Utah es un, un estado muy blanco, ¿no? Muy anglo. Y entonces tú vas a estar enfrente de este grupo de gente que precisamente por primera vez quizás han estado expuestos a este tipo de exposiciones y de temas. ¿Qué, qué, qué habla, vas a hablar con ellos? ¿Qué les vas a compartir? Creo que no pude, no puedo describir todo lo que se va a este, leer allá, pues precisamente sobre la trayectoria de las series que había realizado, las posibilidades en, en este, buscando o um, compartiendo la, el conocimiento porque no es muy común una mujer de, 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 de los pueblos que eh, andan exponiendo así un trabajo bilingüe, hasta trilingüe. Bueno, no hablo inglés, pero el inglés ayuda a los interesados cuando, como por ejemplo, Utah ya están traduciendo al inglés a qué se refiere la serie de creencias cuando no está bien correcto, algo así, ¿no? Eh, pues, y sí, como, eh, pues justo este año cumple 30 años mi, mi carrera de la fotografía también, yo creo que también es una, ha sido una larga historia, ha sido muchos este, retos, pues cómo ha venido tejiendo la forma de conocer el mundo, ¿no? Y pues yo creo que sí va ligado tanto los diferentes temas que he realizado, también la del textil, porque el textil también es un es, es complejo, no es este es como la fotografía que nunca termina de aprender uno y la también la del textil sale cosas muy este curiosas cuando no no sabes si aunque a veces con mis tintes naturales necesito mi color este y lo voy a hacer, ¿no? Pero de repente no salió, quizás salió más, más fuerte, quizás salió un poco más pálido, ¿y por qué será? ¿Quién sabe? Tal vez por el ánimo, tal vez por el material. Bueno, aquí se usa el agua sin cloro, pero bueno. Y yo creo que sí, eh, se trata sobre ese, la, la identidad de la memoria. Maruch will be mostly talking about her trajectory. Uh, through the different series that she has created through, through um, photography. Um, she is very happy to find and to share knowledge. She wants to share that mostly. 
Uh, she recognizes that she is not a common artist, number one, because she's indigenous, number two, because she's a woman. So I think uh, the, the possibility of adding a, a unique perspective to this environment will be very special. She also wants to talk about her trajectory of her career as a photographer for 30 years. She says that it's been a long journey, challenging in many ways. Photography has allowed her to weave the way to understand the, the world and her environment. She is also hoping to talk about textiles and survival. She says that uh, doing textiles and weaving, it's a very complicated work that allows her to understand her environment and the natural world. When she works with natural dyes, for example, and, and she's playing with uh, understanding colors of nature, and she's hoping to get one particular color and that color came darker than the, the, the original intention. She wants to know why. Why is that this color turned less orange than the other? And it is because perhaps my mood or perhaps the natural intent of doing this textile. I really love hearing that this has been the experience for her with the textiles, because for me, I am fascinated by materials and mediums that you have to negotiate with that you don't really have control over till the end. And even then you don't really have say in how it turns out. So hearing that when she works with her textiles and her dyes, it's kind of like working with weather and where you can predict how it's going to turn out, but you really won't know exactly what you're going to experience and be going through and how it's going to look. And so I really appreciate hearing an artist such as her at her caliber expressing that's something that she enjoys too. So the collection includes about over a dozen beliefs and each image has, I would say, like a poem in her Tzotzi language that kind of reflects what's happening in the image and what that belief is. And so my question is, which one of those is her favorite? Having gone through all of them and cataloged them and preserve them in this way, is there one that stands out for her? Dice Bianca que le encanta lo que tú has dicho sobre explorar y uh, uh, captar y for, a través de diferentes medios, ¿no? Tú me, hablas del humor, hablas de cómo te sientes cuando creas arte. Y a ella le da mucho gusto porque ella misma como artista efectivamente es lo que también encuentra, ¿no? El explorar es, eh, y trabajar en diferentes formas es lo que te hace artista. Eh, la última pregunta que ella tiene sobre tu serie de creencias, ella quisiera saber uh, de toda esta serie de fotografías, ¿cuál es la más significativa para ti y cuál es en la que te sientes más conectada? No sé. Es que como ver, es, ahora que la la recopilación de esta historia de cuarteto, como ya le nombro, como historia de, de, de historia de, libro de historia, porque cada vez más menos gente se, se cree, digamos, algunas, sí, pero eh, yo le llamo como poemas, prosas, creencias, porque algunos como que, ah, no, ¿a poco? O, o si no, te da como risa, algo así, ¿no? La, la cosa que más me tengo, me tiene conectada es cuando tanto mi bisabuelo, mi abuela, mi papá, mis abuelas, eh, nunca es, es, 
es buen visto cuando se cae un grano de de un grano de maíz, un grano de, de semilla de frijol, porque si no lo levantamos de inmediato, pues no vendrá la, la buena cosecha. Eh, eso no está escrito, pero eso es lo que me tiene siempre cuidadosamente como viene del alimento y la mal cuidamos, entonces pues uno tiene uno la culpa. No sé, no creo que es creencia, pues es la práctica, ¿no? La del este, en cuestiones de la siembra de maíz y frijol. El trabajo del campo ya es mucho quienes se usan lo que es la pesticida, el agroquímico. Yo haciendo mucho esfuerzo para que se haga este, manualmente como usar asadón, usar este machete para quitar las malas hierbas. Eso en mi milpa, por ejemplo, ahora, me tiene conectado las plantas. ¿Por qué? Porque hay, usando de manera manual, trabajando así, las temporadas de plantas comestibles silvestres, lo puede encontrar uno ahí en la milpa. Pero si, si solo echo líquidos, entonces solamente tendré maíz. Entonces, esa es la parte más muy conectada y lo que es mi libro es como, es como una historia del libro de mis antepasados, porque realmente, o sea que no puedo decir, es que este, este no, este, este no puedo hacer, no, es que si no tampoco, si no me voy a encerrar mucho y luego me voy a enfermar. Uh, she said, I don't know, uh, there is, all of them are part of my identity, all of them are part of these popular beliefs. It's sad to say that sometimes, although I try to preserve this, sometimes in my own community, people make fun of, of those. But I would say the one that I associated the most, and, and perhaps it's not in the exhibit, however, there are some images that depict food and the planting and the harvest, is the one that my great-grandparents and parents talk about, the belief that when one seed of corn or bean Uh, falls into the floor, you have to pick it up fast. Otherwise, the harvest will be bad. Uh, and that, to me, is representative of my connection with nature as a farmer. I myself grow my own food in my milpa. I don't use pesticides. I am teaching my family and my community to use natural sources to combat uh, weeds. When I work with my plants, and I capture that through my photography, I connect with my identity to plants and my milpa. Uh, it's hard to see this as myself choosing one, one only belief because it's all complemented. Right, and they all have to be respected equally as lessons and you know things, rules to live by from her ancestry and from her culture. So it makes sense that you know she can't pick just one that stands out for her, but the one that she does practice daily, which is about the seeds and harvesting. So that was very beautifully put. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for translating all of this, Fanny. Working with people like Maruch that inspires you, right? And who would think that I believe of, um, and Jorge and I have worked with people here in Utah uh, with one of the weavers as well, where we were in this workshop and, and exactly what Maruch said that happened. Remember Jorge with Marielena when the, the seats of the ex Jorge's exhibit in Park City, they were falling on the floor because people and Marielena went to pick up one by one. 
like nothing should be on the floor. And that yeah. is like, holy cow, this perception of one seat is just transforms your mindset. That's always stayed with me too. Um, and Bianca, I don't know if this will make it onto the to the actual uh, recording on, on the podcast, but I, I think it's important to, to mention, uh, you know, Maruch is incredibly humble. But uh, not only, you know, she said, uh, you know, I struggled with even identifying as an artist. It's important to like point out, like, not only is she an art, an amazing artist, she's a published artist. She is, her works have been exhibited in so many countries, including Mexico, United States, England, Germany, Spain, Holland, Switzerland, Taiwan. And um, her work is in museum collections, including the Reina Sofia Museum in Spain. Um, I mean, she's very humble. And so I, I just want to like say that because I think sometimes people need to understand that not only is her work important, but it's been it's been recognized. It's been written up in Art Forum and the New York Times. And so I just, I you know, these, these are the things she's not going to say about her own work, but I just wanted to point out. And also just anyone interested in, in photography, her work is amazing. I can say that as a curator and as an artist and as an educator. If you're not interested in her indigenous perspectives, just come and look at her work. I mean, just her aesthetics, her her minimalist style. There's so many entry point entry points into her work. So so I just wanted to say that I think uh, everyone's in for a real treat here. I just wanted to add, um, you know, bringing bringing Maruch has been a big project, and and there's some th- there's some people that we really should thank. Um, you know, in addition to thanking uh, the, the UVU Museum of Art, um, we really need to thank. Uh, Utah Arts and Museums, especially Jean Irwin at, at Utah Arts and Museums, the National Museum of Mexican Art, uh, and their director, Carlos Tortolero, the Mexican Cultural Arts Alliance, which is the reason that Fanny and I got to Chiapas to go to meet uh, and, and got to meet Maruch. Last but not least, I personally just want to give a huge thanks to, to Fanny. Fanny and to Artes de Mexico. Fanny is the dream collaborator. No one I know brings so much care, thought, and uh, and love into the work. So Fanny's amazing. I'm so grateful um, that we've gotten to collaborate on this project. A very challenging project, but a very rewarding project. So I'm super grateful. And thank you to you, Bianca, and to Parker for inviting us. This is lovely. Thank you, Jorge, for cheering me up. But I would say it's Jorge's initiative most than anybody else. And his idea to to really bring the community together. And yes, we work together. And, and that has been challenging for both of us to, again, you know, going into this subject of working with institutions and breaking barriers and bringing difficult conversations i think we're becoming experts on that (laughs) but you know someone has to speak about this and i don't mind doing that job because if that's a job that we represent our community i'm fine with it Uh, maruch solamente voy a rápidamente a traducir algo que dijo jorge anteriormente él quiere poner énfasis en el tipo de artista que eres si eres un artista y no solamente eres una gran artista pero es un artista internacional has tenido la por ella él quiere reconocer en esta entrevista tu participación internacional en diferentes países como alemania españa holanda suiza taiwán Eh, has estado, tu obra ha estado expuesta en diferentes museos uh, importantes de México como el Museo Nacional de Arte este, tus características desde que aportas desde tu lente artístico pro, dando este toque único a tu estética, al minimalismo en el arte contemporáneo es único como tú lo dijiste pero lo más, lo más bello de todo lo que tú haces Maruch y estamos totalmente de acuerdo es tu humildad 
abriste las, las puertas de tu casa, nos recibiste, pudimos conocer tu obra, y eso yo creo que cualquier persona que puede ser la más famosa, la más talentosa, pero si no tiene humildad, eso lo quita todo, sí. y es lo que Jorge está diciendo. Jorge, tienes un corazón enorme de... de, de sumamente lleno de humildad y eso te caracteriza y bueno también Jorge quiere dar las gracias a, a que este trabajo que hemos hecho arduamente durante un año desde que te conocimos es gracias al con el apoyo del Utah Division of Museums la división de arte y de, de cultura del estado de Utah eh, a, claro a Carlos Tortolero al Museo de Arte Mexicano en, el estado, en Chicago y a la Alianza Mexicana de Arte y Cultura, a la cual nosotros pertenecemos y en la que Jorge y yo nos uh, tuvimos la oportunidad de conocerte. Sí, Un muchísimo. fuerte abrazo. Gracias a Igualmente. todos. Me despido. Gracias a todos. Ok, bye bye. Gracias, gracias bye. Fanny. Muchísimas bye. gracias. Gracias a todos. Bye bye. Bye bye.